Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is where the Low Country starts the day informed. Traffic and weather on the fives. News you can trust and an informed perspective you can't get anywhere else. This is the Kelly Golden Show on 94.3 WSC. Charleston County Republican case for America rally. Rain delay, but not before some under the tin speeches and a picnic shed actually happened. We heard from Sheriff Al Cannon. Uh, we heard from South Carolina's U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham. I've got more of that up. 94.3 WSC.com slash Kelly. I tell you, the severe weather just would not let you, Ellen Wilson, make it to the stage. And by stage, I mean a picnic table. So good morning. <laughs> How are you? We, we were calling audibles there at the last second. Um, you know, listen, everyone came out of the yeah, out of the grass and into the, the little sheltered area. And yeah. of course, we got to hear a few speeches. But it was great to see everyone, Kelly. It was great to see you. Uh, we had to identify each other under our mask because yeah. everyone looked like bandits. But uh, it was yeah. great to be down there nonetheless. I want to jump right into a couple of cases. It's been horrifically tragic. There's two Carolina cases, one in South Carolina, very specifically here in the Lowcountry in Somerville, and the other in neighboring North Carolina in Wilson, North Carolina. And they both involve five-year-olds taken from us tragically in too soon. And Big Fail Friday isn't big enough to get into Cannon Hennant's horrific and senseless murder and how the mainstream wonder bra media just almost ignores this tragic story that's broken out throughout the week here. His funeral was held last night. It happened on Sunday in Wilson, North Carolina. A five-year-old fatally shot at point blank rage. Neighbor is under arrest for first degree murder on the GoFundMe page family. It was created by the cousin of uh, his father, a uh, beautiful five-year-old baby boy riding his bicycle, shot by his neighbor, point-blank range. One minute he's enjoying life. The next all ends because he rode in the neighbor's yard. I mean, this is – I'm speechless. It's gut-wrenching. As, as a father of two young children myself, you know, when I hear these kind of stories, it really just wrenches your soul. Mm. I just – where are we as a country? I mean, I will – Add into this the five-year-old here in the low country in Somerville, uh, Italia Graham. She was murdered by a stray bullet in her home in Somerville. And someone out there knows something. And I'm going to say this right now. I've been on the board of the Crime Stoppers here in the low country for almost 15 years now. And trust when I say that Crime Stoppers takes major efforts to make sure that you cannot be traced. Uh, and there's no reason not to help solve a crime and say something and speak up. There's literally no excuse anymore. You can be anonymous. You can literally go to your app store right now and download the P3 Tips app. Um, you can, you know, 554-1111. You can go old school, pick up the phone. You can even text a tip at 554-1111.com. But where do we go when it comes to the notion of not putting these stories on blast because they don't fit a narrative? Well, that's a very good point. And, and one of the reasons, and I, I have yet to hear about the specific facts of these two stories that you've mentioned. Um, I'm sure I'll be hearing a lot about them. But you're right. It goes to the narrative. If you recall, a little over a month ago when the riots were spiking um, in New York, there was a, a young uh, toddler, a one-year-old, mm -hmm. a, a black child, who was killed in gang crossfire, shot in the stomach. 
and, and died there at the scene. And I didn't see marches uh, around the country for that child's life. And, and I didn't see marches, uh, and you won't see marches for these children. You won't see marches for uh, those people who are tragically taken from us due to senseless gun violence uh, when those people don't, when those stories don't fit a narrative. I mean, just the other day, you remember Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden sent out a tweet. Uh, I think it was commemorating the fifth five-year anniversary of Michael Brown, the young black man who was killed by Darren Wilson in Ferguson, Missouri. And that was one of the impetuses for the hands up, don't shoot, which was uh, rally false. cry, right? Which was fa- which was false, and then which led ultimately, um, eventually helped lead to the Black Lives Matter movement. And what's interesting about that is, is that he st- keeps Vice President Biden keeps referring to Michael Brown as as having been murdered. And here's the thing: it, it, it was tragic that the young man was killed, and no one celebrates that fact. But the reality was, it was a justified shoot, and guess what? It was determined to be a justified shoot by the Obama Justice Department that Joe Biden was helping President Obama run. And, and the, the point is, is that the young man charged the cop not once but twice, reached in, tried to grab his gun, was trying to shoot him. The, there were recantations by the witnesses that claimed that he said, hands up, don't shoot. There were other witnesses who were also African-American who said um, that that didn't happen the way that they said it did and that the, the, the officer was shooting in self-defense. And these are the kind of things that you know, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are kind of driving a narrative uh, in this election cycle, um, and that is what the, you see the far left doing. And you're seeing the far left drive a narrative that is tearing down the integrity of, law, of the law enforcement community. It, it absolutely kills me, Kelly. I'm not saying there aren't bad cops. I'm not saying there aren't bad cops who should be prosecuted. Of course, that situation in Minnesota, we all saw it. And, and we, we can all stand together in unity, arms locked, and call for justice in every community, especially the black community. But here's the thing. When every single story coming out of the mainstream media is that everybody wearing blue is bad, that only certain blacks uh, that are killed are going to get national attention because they fit a narrative when they are killed by a white police officer or a white individual. And here's the thing. When we start buying into these false narratives, we're, we're creating false solutions to false problems instead of real solutions to the real problems. And as the attorney general of the state, that's something that deeply concerns me for not only our state, but our country. Yeah. I think Alan Wilson, it's stark that Sheriff Al Cannon said, I have not seen civil and racial unrest like this in my lifetime. And he said, I'm talking from the 60s and 70s until now. No, no absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, and everyone's going to blame. Everyone thinks all the world of politics began the day that Donald Trump took office. We all, we all are not old enough to remember you know, the, you know the, the comments of, of President Obama, uh, uh, you know, criticizing police officers that led, led to the shooting in Dallas uh, of, of those law, law enforcement officers. Yeah. No, I'm not blaming Barack Obama for that, the way they blame Donald Trump every time some nut goes shooting, the, the way that Bernie Sanders made comments and some guy went and shot up a congressional baseball team. Right. You know, it, it, it's not their fault. But the point is, is that the divisiveness didn't begin under Donald Trump, but it's certainly been exacerba- exacerbated by organizations that grew up under the Obama administration that were fanned, the, the flames were fanned, that, that the Black Lives Matter movement. Of course, Black Lives Matter. As a statement, I wholeheartedly endorse and agree. Correct. Agree with that mm-hmm. statement. But it is, it is an organization that really isn't founded on racial justice. It's founded on Marxist ideologies. And it's, it's designed to get people fired up and to get them to go to the polls and to support social justice narratives and, and to vote on the social justice narratives so you can have radical left-wing policies implemented by what would be, what would be the two most progressive candidates 
on a national ticket in the history of the United States. Well, and Attorney General Alan Wilson, I continue to uh, say this, that the November election is going to be the most historic battle for liberty that our nation has ever seen. Uh, you know, we've seen Democrats already turning the reelection of this president and others of like mind into a three ring circus by any means necessary, wanting to halt the reverse of every step we've taken together as voters. We're not going to let that happen. And I just never before has it seemed more critical for us to speak out for our shared values, no matter the color of our skin, and, and stand up not just for the president, but stand up for all candidates like yourself, Alan Wilson, uh, who have the courage to advance these values. I mean, the president's shown the world he's not afraid to fight. You clearly aren't afraid to fight. You know, this is why we got to stand up daily and share not just the vocal outrage, but but most importantly, you know, stand up against all the attacks, whether it's our rights. First Amendment, Second Amendment, but standing against defunding police and standing in defense of our Constitution and the laws of our land. I mean, you're absolutely right, Kelly. It's funny that Minneapolis City Council voted to defund the police while paying, what, $80,000 for private security? Yeah. Uh, and you saw how the chief of police in Seattle, um, Chief Best, resigned. Carmen, we've been talking resigned. about it. I keep trying to court her to come to South Carolina. And you know what? And the Minneapolis chief should do the same. They both walked yeah, away. Know, Talk about a big fail a, a Friday. Black, a black woman too, uh, mm-hmm. an African American woman. You know, this these are the people we're trying. We're trying to promote these people. These 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 wonderful people who are out there defending the and, and we're running them off because I mean the morale in the police department in the police forces around the country is at an all time low. It is an all time low, and the, the communities are going to be most disparately impacted by this are minority communities. Right. And uh, I mean we're all going to be impacted. Everybody. But the problem is is that defund the police is somehow going to make people feel safer. And this is the first thing that they did in totalitarian countries is is they took away the ability of the people to defend themselves, which is why we have a Second Amendment. And then they took away the ability for local governments to defend their citizenry, and they empowered the, the federal government to have all the guns and have all the power. And that is something that I'm seeing from the extreme left more and more every day. All right. Coming up on a Big Fail Friday edition show, we'll talk more about how the Biden-Harris ticket will not be good for the black community. Anything else before we cut you loose? Thanks for joining us live, Attorney General Alan Wilson. Well, well, Kelly, anytime you want to talk about how the Biden-Harris ticket is not going to be good for any community, because I I worked with Kamala. I mean, I was chief attorney general. I didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. I can come back on another day. I know well, you no, guess, share but... it now, because honestly, I'm looking, you know, I, I am battling it out through the week with folks calling in. And um, as some, one Afri- African-American gentleman who listens to the show, we don't agree on mostly anything, but I appreciate him calling so that we can have a debate, a civil debate. Uh, and we had this debate earlier in the week with uh, with Harris and how she's bad for the for the black community and the the very aggressive prosecutorial past she's had. Oh, absolutely. And listen, I, I did not know Kamala that well. She was attorney general for five minutes before she passed on through and went to the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and again, in personal, listen, she was very polite. We, we, we got along. I mean, we probably had a handful of conversations. So I'm not going to sit there and demagogue her uh, as far as her as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a radical leftist. This, this idea the media is gaslighting you, telling you that she's a moderate. She is not. A, Joe Biden is not a moderate. Joe Biden is not a moderate, and and I don't know how much time I have left, Kelly, but if I have another 60 seconds. Sure, go ahead. Um, I, I find it interesting, going back to the narratives and, and the, the racial division that's being fanned. You know, several weeks ago, you had the vi- former vice president of the United States make comments that says, if you don't vote, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're not black. Uh, he told a black newspaper reporter uh, when, he, when he asked Biden, 
if he had taken a cognitive test, he replied, and I'm paraphrasing, well, come on, man, did you take a uh, cocaine test when you came here? Um, you know, th- these are, I mean, these, the kind of things that he is saying that, you know, back in 2008, they want to put y'all back in chains, referring to a group of black people. Um, the, the comments that he is saying, um, referring to, hey, uh, black kids are just, or, or, or black kids are just as smart as rich kids, making the differential between assuming that all blacks are poor and that all blacks, unlike Hispanics, they're more monolithic. They all think alike as opposed to the Hispanic community that is all diverse. These are comments that the vice president is making. Can you imagine what would happen if Donald Trump said anything remotely close? And no. I, I know Donald Trump says a lot of things that, you know, are probably, you know, you could critic, you know, criticizing for that it would be legitimate criticisms. But the thing is, the media is going to ignore everything that they say that the other side of the aisle would be accused of being racist. And they're going to fan it to support Biden as a moderate. And that is simply not the case. The president's over here. You can chide him for what he says on Twitter. Meanwhile, he is he's passing criminal justice reform. He's lowering taxes and creating jobs uh, for every shade of skin color. He's supporting HBCUs for the next decade so they don't have to keep coming back to D.C. hat in hand annually. That's helping the black community. I mean, Joe Biden, the pandering you mentioned to the black community, there's so much more. He's not performing well. He doesn't have enthusiasm. We don't even need to touch his mental capacity. We all understand understand is lacking. And if Kamala Harris would be such a strong candidate, she would have won the Democrat primary. Let's be clear about that. The black community didn't embrace her then. And I don't believe Alan Wilson, they're going to embrace her now. I agree with you 100 percent. Again, um, it's an intersectional diversity hire on his part. I'm not saying she's not an intelligent person. But what I am saying is, as he said, that he was looking for a woman. He was looking for a minority. And uh, he certainly doesn't need California geographically. So um, there were a lot of there are a lot of women and a lot of minorities out there that I think would have stood head and heels above uh, Kamala Harris from a qualification standpoint. That was the Kelly Golden Show podcast. Catch her show live weekday morning six to nine on ninety four three WSC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.